Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! Devils fans, this series is officially tied. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always... Your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to an exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sports Wire Radio. The best place to get everything you need to know about your now tied at two games apiece new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate every single one of you. It means the world to me how much support you guys continue to give me, so I thank you guys all so much. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, with the Stanley Cup playoffs well underway, the NBA playoffs as well, well underway, and Major League Baseball almost done with the first month of the season. You already know that DraftKings is your number one place to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So if you want to get a little bit of extra cash for the weekend, I got a deal for you. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use our promo code THPN. Again, promo code THPN. And as always, tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. Once again, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And as always, guys, please bet responsibly. We're tied. Just simply put, the Devils have found a way to win not one, but both games at the Garden. And now the series tied at two games apiece, heading back to the Rock for a big game five on Thursday night. And it is amazing and, you, you know, if you guys have been watch, listening to the last couple episodes, you know, you could see the tone of my voice go from where it was. I mean, I had people say like, wow, Neil, you sounded really depressed after game number two. And you're right. I was. I was really down in the dumps. I mean, getting beat up as badly as the Devils did in the first two games. Anybody, any fan of any team in that situation would feel the same way. But to go from that to a couple days later, being tied in this best of seven series, going back home for game five is just a tremendous feeling. And looking how this Devils team found a way to win, not just game three, but this game four here, 
is nothing short of phenomenal. So yeah, we're as always, we're going to recap this game, give my thoughts, and basically what the Devils need to do to have a good game five and put themselves one win away from going to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So yeah, you go into this game to game four. You've taken, you know, you, you're coming off winning two to one in overtime in game number three. Big, you know, great job by Akira Schmidt, Dougie Hamilton getting the game winner, Jack Hughes scoring on the power play. So you're definitely going into game four with some confidence that, hey, you've been able to score more than once against Igor Shosturkin. You found a way to beat the Rangers on the road, and you quieted, you quieted a lot of people. Now, can you find a way to grab both games in the Garden and regain the home ice advantage, knowing two of the next three games following this one would be at the Rock? And again, Lindy Ruff, not surprising, and honestly very smart decision. He decided to stick with everything the same. Same lines, same defensive pairings, and obviously same goalie in net with Akira Schmidt uh, starting between the pipes. Rangers also not really making any sort of moves. So basically both teams were going in with the same, pretty much uh, same guys, but clearly the same mindset. Find a way to get it done and find a way to win. And the Rangers right away had a golden opportunity to score, but a tremendous play by Andre Pilat to keep the puck out of the net. It was in the crease. And then Jonas Siegenthaler with an unbelievable backhand flip pass to a streaking Jack Hughes, who is able to just deke Igor Shesterkin out of his pads and tuck one home just 250 into the game. And the Devils have the one nothing lead. Jack Hughes, his third goal of the playoffs, now goals in back-to-back games. And what a great start for the Devils. It really was important for them to get the game's first goal as early as they did to quiet it down that Ranger crowd because you knew the Rangers were going to come out wanting to have a better performance, wanting them to make a statement and try to prove that Game 3 was a fluke. I think that's what a lot of Rangers fans and a lot of Rangers people in general were saying, you know, leading up to game number four that, you know, oh, Akira Schmidt had a quote unquote decent game, which I don't know how stopping 37 of 38 shots is only considered decent, but whatever. I don't make the rules. Um, but nonetheless, you know, the Devils were able to silence the crowd right away. Jack Hughes, you know, he absolutely seems to love playing at Madison Square Garden. And I loved his, you know, end of the first period interview with Emily Kaplan of ESPN. You know, Emily says to Jack, uh, you know, it seems like the, the Rangers fans are booing every time you touch the puck. And Jack, just without hesitation, goes, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I can't really hear them anyway. So, I, you know, I'm just playing my game. And obviously I scored. And that was like one of the most savage things. Jack Hughes has become a very entertaining person with his very, uh, you know, direct answers to the media and just being bluntly honest. I love it. And everybody else seems to love it as well. So 
That's great. But yeah, going back to the first, Jonas Siegenthaler with the lone assist. Beautiful, beautiful flip to Jack Hughes. But a but a big shout out to Andre Pilat, who made a phenomenal play in front to deny the Rangers of scoring. It went from the Rangers nearly scored early on in this game to the Devils cashing in on a big momentum play. And it's exactly what the Devils needed to do. And they continued to dominate the first period. I really felt like they came out with a sense of purpose that not only did they want to score, but they wanted to score, you know, a bunch. I think you can definitely see the the five-on-five play is starting to get better. Now, the Devils right now lead the NHL and expected goals for via five-on-five. Interestingly enough, the Rangers are currently in dead last for playoff teams with expected goals five on five. So you're starting to see the Devils get back to what they're successful at, and that is dominating five on five play. The thing that's going to keep the Rangers in a lot of these games, at least right now, is once they get to the power play. And, you know, obviously the Devils at some point would continue to take penalties. That's just how this, not just this series, but that's how these playoffs have gone I don't agree with that. I think it's been kind of ridiculous, but nonetheless, you know, it is what it is. But both teams, you know, definitely were uh, showing a little bit of signs of, I wouldn't necessarily say nervousness, but definitely a little bit more like trying to play more of a defensive game as we had a mere 18 shots in total in the first period. Shots were 10 to 8 in favor of the Rangers, but after 20 minutes of play it was Jack Hughes. With the only goal, the Devils grabbing the one nothing lead. Really, really good first 20 minutes. And it was about continuing to play that way moving forward. I definitely felt, though, however, that the Rangers, despite being outshot, and it was only 8-6, to six, I definitely felt like they were a little bit of the better team in that second period. I think they generated the better of the chances. They got a couple of power play opportunities. But again, whether it was the Devils doing a good job of blocking shots or just playing solid defense overall, really not allowing the Rangers to enter the zone with ease, or or Akira Schmidt just making some saves, the Rangers were having um, very little success. And one thing that I'll say about the Devils' penalty kill, that why it went from being as bad as it was in games one and two to killing off eight in a row, going eight for eight in these two combined games, is the simple fact that the Devils are winning the first faceoff as the penalty starts. And I know that doesn't always seem like a sexy thing to say, but faceoffs are becoming more and more popular as the playoffs go along here and as we continue to move forward um, in these playoffs. Uh, but the Devils were able to win a lot of faceoffs, frustrate the Rangers. And, you know, it's frustrating when you start the power play already having the puck dumped into your own zone and you got to go change lines and go from there. So I think that that's really kind of the one, one of the big keys and a good job there by the Devils penalty kill. Both teams could not get anything in that second period. And so after 20 minutes, after 40 minutes of play, it's still one nothing Devils. So the Devils go into this final 20 minutes, one period away from sending the series back to New Jersey, tied at two games apiece. But the Rangers definitely came out, you know, in desperation mode. And it took them just 100 seconds to get themselves to tie this game as Vincent Trocek was able to knock one home through the legs of Akira Schmidt on a rebound. And, you know, Ryan Graves, he tried to clear it out, but he whiffed it, went right to Trocek, and he buried it. It's going to happen. It was unfortunate. And Rangers, you know, they tie the game. And so, you know, the, the Garden faithful are making a lot of noise. And 
You know, another big moment for the Devils. How are they going to respond to that goal? Well, they responded very well because over the next couple of minutes, they started to attack again offensively. They started to pepper uh, Igor Shosturkin with shots. Even if they didn't hit the net, they were still coming after him, coming after him, coming after him. And you could definitely see as the Devils were playing this game that five on five, they were getting stronger. They were getting faster. They were making better and better plays. And then we get to a little bit over eight minutes into this period, Nico Heischer, you know, coming up the right side, Devils, you know, he stops, he's waiting for reinforcements, Jesper Brett is crashing towards the front of the net, but Nico Heischer stops, makes a great feed off of his forehand through the legs of Jesper Brett as he's skating by over to a wide-open Jonas Siegenthaler who gets it crisply on his stick, takes his shot going right under the glar glove arm of Igor Shosturkin off the far post and in, and the Devils regain the lead at one as it's now 2-1 to Devils. Jonas Siegenthaler with his first career playoff goal. We had the Swiss connection, Swiss chocolate, whatever you want to call it. Nonetheless, Nico getting it to Jonas Siegenthaler, big-time goal. You could see the excitement. And I think not only did it kill the crowd if, you know, of Rangers fans, but I think the Rangers themselves, they went up and then it was like, oh, we just tied it and now we're back down a goal. And from that moment on, it felt like the Devils were in control. There was this relentless pressure, you know, especially in the defensive end where they were not going to allow the Rangers to set up point-blank opportunities. And if they did, they knew that Akira Schmidt was going to make saves. And they continued to frustrate them, frustrate them, frustrate them. And we got to exactly two minutes to go in this one. Rangers pull Igor Shosturkin. Rangers win the faceoff. They're trying to set something up. Way too many passes. Eventually, the Devils are able to get a stick on the puck and get it out of the zone. And then the Rangers just could never get back into the zone cleanly. They continued to get stopped right at the blue line. And that's a testament again to the game plan the Devils brought. And then you get to the last, you know, less than 30 seconds to go. Jesper Brett intercepts the puck at center ice. He takes a shot at the net that gets knocked down by the stick of a Ranger player. But right place, right time is Andre Pilat coming up the left side. He gets the puck as it bounces off the backboards to the other side. And he's able to fire one in sharp angle into the empty net for his first goal of the playoffs this year. And it is three to one. Devils, And that is when the Rangers fans began to file out of Madison Square Garden. There was no doubt as the clock expired, the New Jersey Devils come away with a massive 3-1 to win in regulation at the Garden against the Rangers. And they have gone from being down 2-0 after games 1 and 2 to winning both games 3 and 4 in New York City and tie this game, this series up at two games apiece. Phenomenal job by the Devils. They played two tremendously well defensive games and they earned themselves both of these victories. Nothing short of an impressive job. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is that this was an even more defensive game than we saw in game number three because the Rangers had nearly 40 shots on goal. They only had 23 shots in game number four. They only had 23. The Devils also only had 23. So we had a total of just 46 shots on goal, which 
is pretty low considering what both of these teams' offenses are capable of doing when everything is working together. But just again, a really good job by the Devils. Akira Schmid, Schmid the kid, giving up just two goals in his first two starts in the playoffs combined, has earned himself his first two career playoff wins, and it's going to be riding a hell of a lot of momentum going into Game 5 on Thursday. And the Devils just sent the message. They quieted a lot of the naysayers. There were a lot of people out there, and you know you know who they were, who were saying that the Devils look like they have no business being in the playoffs. This is a fluke. They're really not that good. And now they're getting, you know, they dominate playoff experience, all this, all this hogwash after the first two games. And they go into the garden and they silence that crowd twice and get themselves two very well-earned wins. So now the Devils are the ones that are going back home with momentum, with confidence. The question is, can the Devils finally break the trend of the Road Warrior, you know, situation in this series and get themselves a much a big-time home win? Because now you have three games left and you got to win two of them. This best of 7 series has now become a best of 3. And two of the three games, final games of the series, are at home. You have to find a way to win at home. There is no excuse. You have to find a way to win at home. It's the only way the Devils at this point can win this series. They can't just win two more games in the Garden. They just won't have that opportunity. So the Devils, and this would be as good of a time as any for them to find a way to get a win on home ice. But a big win on the road, two in a row, for the Devils, and now they get ready for that big game five back at the Rock on Thursday. It sucks that we got to wait till Thursday because I'm sure the Devils and Rangers are both antsy to get back on the ice. Uh, I know Lindy Ruff had an off day um, on Tuesday, which I think is good. I'm sure the guys will be back on the ice practicing on Wednesday, and then obviously it is game day on Thursday. But going back uh, to this game, uh, I believe Ikira Schmidt also became the first Devils goaltender um, to win both of his first two games in the playoffs since Chris Terreri back in, I believe, 1990, or in the, certainly in the early 90s. So Kira Schmidt continuing to kind of break some records. He has been nothing short of tremendous. What a good job. What a smart move by Lindy Ruff to make that necessary change to do all that and to obviously put themselves in a really good position to you know create that momentum and get themselves the momentum. And you look at Jonas Siegenthaler, a goal and assist in this one. Phenomenal job from Siegenthaler, who, again, you go back to game two, was shockingly benched for literally no legitimate reason, and he has redeemed himself with two great defensive games and had a big-time game in game four with an assist and the game-winning goal, getting the first star of the game. Jack Hughes got the second star of this one. And you could also tell that the way the Devils played really irritated um, Gerard Gallant because he really lit into his team. He didn't blame anybody but his own team for the reason that they lost game, uh, game four. He said, our play was not even close to where it needs to be. And we need to stop complaining to the refs about getting kicked out of the face-off dot. You know, you know, we're we're just complaining way too much. And he also did call out guys like Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, who neither one of them have really, really uh, shown up so far in the series. But you know what? They did it late in 
the uh, the series against Pittsburgh last year in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised if they got going in these next couple of games. But look at the Devils, right? Jack Hughes has certainly found his game. Nico is getting there. Dougie's gotten going. You know, you have different guys like that. Jesper Bratt, he's starting to get going. He's got three assists. Hasn't scored yet, but not for a lack of trying. But he's slowly getting there. Timo Meyer, who now leads the NHL in penalties here in the postseason, he is still yet to score his first goal of these playoffs. But there's still plenty of time for guys to step up. Dawson Mercer as well. So that's a little bit of good news and also bad news if you're the Devils. And same thing with the Rangers. It's all about not everybody yet has gotten their game going. And at any moment, any of these guys can get going. And it's going to be a massive game number five. How do both of these teams respond? How do they come out? What can the Devils do? Can they channel this momentum and energy and excitement um, and, and use it to their advantage in game five? Or are the Rangers going to find a way to regroup and steal a third game at the Rock? And I think that, you know, I, I don't want to say the series would be over by that point, but it would be a massive you know, punch in the gut if the Devils were to lose a third game at home. The Devils obviously were not the best when it came to home, you know, playing at home this year. But this is, as, as I said before, this is as good of a time as any for them to find a way to get it done on home ice. But overall, again, great job by the Devils in game four to tie the series up. And now we have a brand new series. We are both teams just two wins away from moving on to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs with Game 5 coming up Thursday night at the Rock. Winner puts themselves one win away from advancing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Devils fans, we're in for some dramatic games moving forward starting with Thursday. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And one same-game parlay that I typically like to do, and this is kind of a shot at one player, is for Giannis Antetokounmpo to miss more than two free throws uh, in a game because he's usually not a very good free throw shooter. But that's kind of an example, but there's so many other opportunities um, and so many different parlays that you can actually uh, put into in different bets and things like that. I also like to put in, you know, winning bets, you know, which team to win. That's I usually like to do money line. Uh, that's the one that I normally go for, but you could do many different types of parlays. And if you want to do all this, you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 
or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas and 21 older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources.